So today I started the quest of reviewing a year's worth of episodes and I I re-listened to two of the first episodes from the year and just was reminded of so many things. I'm really, really excited to take this project on and condense those those uh, those conversations into short, bite-sized episodes, five to seven minutes, just all killer, no filler for you some 41 fans out there. That was, uh, I think that was their debut album, right? Canadian punk rock band, Some 41, used to cover them when I was in a high school cover band. But uh, yeah, so condensing those episodes down into those five to seven minute, put it in your pocket and go. I'm really excited about because listen to the the episode with Raf Chang from Tiger Party. For those of you that don't know, Tiger Party is the is the 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 team behind the Times Square New Year's Eve countdown. So synchronizing all of those incredible digital spectaculars across Times Square, across media owners, across different hardware and software components, the amount of work that goes into that is incredible. And uh, I think that there's a future documentary waiting to be made with with Raf and his team and the great Tim Hughes. If you don't know Tim Hughes, Tim Hughes Productions, he is, uh, in my opinion, the Steven Spielberg, the the Spike Lee of Out of Home, he just does incredible work and works with some of the the great media publishers in our space and in top markets. So Tim Hughes, uh, if you're listening to this one, that's the big idea is to do a documentary behind the scenes, New Year's Eve, what it takes to pull off the Super Bowl of Out of Home. So re-listen to that episode from uh, from early in the year this morning while I was driving around drinking my coffee and was just reminded of so many things. That's going to be the first one out of the box. And then uh, re-listen to an episode catching up with my friend, Matt Raymond, my dear, dear friend. We've been, uh, he was my client uh, once upon a time ago. I was working at an automotive ad agency and sold uh, sold a lot of direct mail to Matt. So he talks about, obviously, uh, our, our past together and some of the some of the campaigns we've pulled off working together, whether it was direct mail and how he thinks about billboards. And if you're selling to tier three automotive dealerships, those are your local franchise car dealers. That's a, a great episode to go back and re-listen to is the episode with Matt Raymond. Uh, I'll link to that one in the show notes. In fact, I'll link to both of them. I'll link to the, the episode with Raf and the episode with with Matt in case you want to, to, to re-listen to either of those. But those are going to be the first two that I review. There's a new episode, a new guest spotlight that's going to drop this week. That's with Stu Redwine. Stu is the VP of Creative Services for Oxford Road. Oxford Road is a performance audio agency. And we had a really cool conversation about the connection of of online uh, online conversion and offline attention and specifically how out of home and audio work together. And I think that's a, a powerful dynamic that brands understand at a, at a national scale. But as, as you know, from a local level too, there's oftentimes a billboard plant and a radio station in the same market. So uh, if you're selling locally as well, how do you how do you play nice? How do those two things work together? How do you speak intelligently to advertisers about the combination? Uh, as as my friend Doug Cordova, uh, VP of Times Square, see Times Square coming up again, VP of Times Square at uh, at Outfront says it's not a matter of or, it's a matter of and and uh, 
And I think that that's a, a pretty important concept. So two, those are the two first episodes. The main takeaway, something that I, I just, the reason that really that I wanted to jump on here and press record on this was the main takeaway to that is find a way to be able to review your work. Um, for, for those of us that, that came up through the sales ranks, you might be a student of Zig Ziglar. Zig would always talk about having a, a tape recorder in your pocket. And with the technology that we have available today, the, the, the opportunity to record yourself, to transcribe things uh, has never been greater, but it's not necessarily a comfortable thing. I mean, shoot, I've been doing this three years and it's still not comfortable for me to go back and re-listen to, to an episode, even though... I don't do most of the talking except for, for on these, um, you know, but I, I go back and I, I listen to that stuff because I want to get better because I am I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly evolving. And so much of what I do in my own personal practice is, is to, is to listen to other people and watch how they do what they do and then try to implement those things in, in my own game. And I've started listening to podcasts about, other founders, other people through throughout history, and it's a common theme: is this um, is this mirroring behavior? Uh, so, so I think it's important to review your game tape, review others' game tape, um, and do it frequently. A system that refreshes all of those things for you. Uh, that could be uh, just a big notepad that you collect everything and you reread it each morning and. And that list gets bigger each day, so you have to get a, a little bit earlier, but that's how you do it. Or or maybe you use something like gong.io or one of these call recording uh, things or even just Zoom, right? You could just record the Zooms and play the Zooms back, and they have a cool transcription tool. And I don't know. I think it's just really important, and the opportunity's never been better to, to be able to review your work as often as possible, Um which kind of tied it to the second theme or second idea here, which is recency and the importance of recency. Um, the skills that you don't use, they atrophy, right? Just like muscles. If you don't work out, doesn't matter how big you were in high school, uh, eventually the muscle starts to fade and you get a little soft. And um, recency, really, really important. I think it's something that we take for granted. I take it for granted. And I think that I probably over-index in terms of of how often I'm going back, reviewing these things and, 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 and taking an honest look at. It. So I encourage you to, to do the same. It's not comfortable starting out necessarily. If it's not something that, that you do already, it might be a little awkward. Um, the hardest part I think is hearing yourself because like <laughs> we actually sound different in our heads than we, than we, than we do in real life. So um, that's the biggest thing. Once you get past that, there's so much gold buried in the conversations that you're having every day. So go back, go back and take, take a, uh, take a withdrawal from that bank. You've got a lot there. So I encourage you to, to find a system that, uh, that enables you to keep training those muscles, uh, and keep it, keep it as recent as possible. The big concept that, that I, I took away from today, and this was working on some consulting work for a friend was breaking down the sales process specifically for his company. Um, but I think it, I think it, it, it pertains for all companies. So I just wanted to, to, to leave off with this thought here. And that is when things are going good, it's really easy to sell to the people who were going to buy your stuff anyway, right? Like 
if you look across every category in business, this generally is a rule that 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 applies. It's like a Pareto's principle kind of thing. It's not the 80-20 rule, but it's one of those rules of business that just applies. And that is that 2% of any market is in the market with their credit card in hand, ready to buy the thing you sell today, or they would be ready to buy it if you just told them it existed, right? 2% of the available, right? The total addressable market, 2% of your total addressable market is in the market to buy the thing that you sell today. Cool. So long as your marketing doesn't suck and you have generally nice people, like, and you're in the conversation, you should have a shot at, at, at getting that piece of business, right? Depending on how good those things are, you will get your fair share of that 2% that's in the market. Cool. Most companies, that's what they focus on. Let me, I, I need, you know, I need sales now. I need sales now. I need sales. You're absolutely right. You do. You need to keep the lights on. You need to sell something today. This is not a permission to, to not sell something today. What it isn't, though, is it's not a permission slip to ignore the other 98%. If 2% of the market's in the market to buy your thing right now, 3% of that total market is generally within the buying window. That means that potentially an incentive or a really compelling reason, uh, social proof, a friend buys the thing, right? Like they're in the buying window. They're doing the research. They're getting ready to get their credit card out. They're getting closer. They're, they're within whatever that window is for your business. And, and in the case of advertising, that could be a much longer sales cycle. So that could be, it's a six month process, right? Like 3% are just in the consideration phase. So, so really step back, look at these numbers for your business, right? So 2% are in the market to buy the thing you, uh, the thing you sell today, credit card in hand, 3% are really like in the middle of the funnel. Those are going to be your next, uh, those are, those are your next buyers, right? Those are your next phase of the buyers. The 95%, 95% of your addressable market it's just not buying right now. It's just not buying right now. And there's a uh, there's a, a great study from uh, I think it's it's eating the big fish, which is a, is a book that we'll we'll be talking about in 2023. It's an older book, but it's about challenger brands, which uh, I know have been a big focus for a lot of people is talking to challenger brands. But in that book, it talks about how much of the buying decision is done before a customer ever makes contact with your company. So whether you're selling media to someone or you're a brand that's using media to sell your thing to someone, 60% of the buying decision has been made before they make contact with your company. And making contact with your company is no longer just visiting the website. It's calling a phone number. It's scanning a QR code to redeem something or claim something, right? It's, it's, it's the action beyond that, right? Maybe it's consuming a few blog articles, right? Like it's not just a hit to the website and we hit the gong and we go, get all excited, right? And that's why you have Google conversion goals set up so that you can so that you can observe for these things. So just really tying that 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 whole picture together, I think that the opportunity as salespeople, as sales organizations to do really, really great discovery in our sales process, that that's going to move us beyond that 2%. Again, right? If you're just doing a good job, you're going to get your fair share of that 2% who's in the market right now. If you're doing a great job, 
not only are you going to get your unfair share of the 2% that's in the market right now, but you're going to get some of that 3% that's going to be ready to buy in the next couple of months or whatever that, that buying cycle is. If you're doing an elite job, the people that are in the 95%, the 60% of people who don't contact your company uh, until they're ready to buy, right? All of those people are going to know your name. All of those people are going to have you on their short list. So take an honest look at your discovery process. I think that there's a lot of sales teams that are leaving money on the table, leaving opportunity on the table because they're focusing on the now sale. They're not asking deep enough questions. What's that mean? The questions like listening to yourself should probably make you feel a little bit uncomfortable for a while until you've asked them enough times. Until you've asked them enough times that you can confidently ask those questions with enough conviction in your heart because you know that you have an inherent responsibility because you believe that the thing you sell can help the person that you're currently asking those questions of, you have to get there. And those questions aren't just, you know, hey, you know, what, what's the creative that you're thinking about, right? It's quite fundamental questions about their business. How do you make money, right? How, how do those economics scale for you, right? If there's 20% of your customers that make up 80% of your revenue, who are they? What product lines are they buying from you? What are your margins on that? Do the unit economics of this even make sense? If they do or if they don't, is the reason that you're doing this because you expect there to be some you know, return, performance, impact? What What is your expectation of return or performance? How do you currently measure success, right? How, how do you see all of these things coming together? Those are the types of questions that we've got to get comfortable asking on discovery and so much more than that. But a few thoughts from the day. I'm excited to start cranking out these uh, these recaps. I would imagine that you're going to have at least one before the end of the week. My 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 plan was to to start them the week of uh, the week of December fifth, but I think that we'll we'll be able to get one or two out this week. So if you're not subscribed. Well, you've listened this long. We're at 14 minutes. If you're not subscribed at this point, you got to go. You got to go subscribe. Uh, and, and after you do that, please share this with somebody else who could benefit. Stay tuned. We've got those recaps. We've got another great guest spotlight coming and just some more uh, some more thoughts and musings. So this is it. November 29th. See you tomorrow.